Welcome to Horror Makes Us Happy, the podcast where we ask the question, what is it about horror that makes us happy? Your hosts are Steve Becker and Chris Whitman, and you can find out more about us at horrormakesushappy.com. Today's guest is Jasmine Martinez. She is a fan and reviewer of movies, best known for her work with the Bitches of Horror YouTube channel. Thank you for joining us, Jasmine. Thank you. Is there anything you want to plug before we get into the meat of the interview? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I'm a- just the YouTube channel? Yeah, just the YouTube channel. We'll uh, we'll put together a bio page for you, uh, and we can include a link there on the bio page. Okay. Before we get started, a little information for you and the listeners. Uh, some trigger warnings. We're going to be talking about horror movies, which could involve anything. Murder, rape, suicide, child abuse, F-bombs, cursing. Chris and I do not censor ourselves. So if you are not prepared for that, please take care of yourself and then come back when you're ready. In this interview, we'll be asking three sets of questions covering childhood, teenage years, and adulthood to find out what it is that you like about horror. Um, The idea being that if we interview enough people, we might find some common interesting themes, but also some uncommon ones maybe, and that might be interesting too. Uh, We'll be coming at the same questions from multiple angles because sometimes that triggers memories that you've forgotten. Um, But that said, it's not meant to be a therapy session, so if there are any questions you don't want to answer, just say you want to pass on that one and we'll move on. That's fucking bullshit. I mean, if you want to press, go for it, but she doesn't have to answer. You know, I was just waiting for a pause so that I could curse since we got the trigger warning out of the way, but you're right. As, as far as like that's lining up with what you just said, that's that's not what we're all about. You can say pass if you want to. That's um, I just wanted to it's say pass. Right. I'm pretty open. <laughs> Chris, Chris is the asshole here. so I am. <laughs> Actually, that's not completely true. I can be an asshole, too. So, uh, starting with childhood, what are some of the earliest memories you have of scary things? Um, yeah, well, I'm actually born on Halloween. <laughs> oh, so awesome. Halloween there is one go. of the uh, bigger ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, uh, just films from my childhood, like the craft, probably uh, it's mm-hmm. not really a scary, scary movie, but it, uh, has like witches in it, which really attra- I was really attracted to that when I was a as a kid. Mm-hmm. And something that scared the shit out of me was the uh, the lady in the bathtub in The Shining. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, haunted that's, that's me for one. many years. <laughs> it's just so jarring. I mean, Kubrick did a really w- a good job with making that whole scene just unsettling and terrifying. Yeah. There's no real jump scare or anything, but there was a constant stinger in the background as far as the score goes, and it's a rotting human being in a bathtub. There's a, just something naturally disturbing about that. But I had like a fear of opening like the, like if, if there was a shower curtain in front of the bathtub, I would, I would, I wouldn't mm-hmm. like to go into the bathroom if the shower curtain was closed. So yeah, it had to be open. So I knew that there wasn't a woman dead, you know, rotting in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. It's, it's that unseen right now, that, but uh, it's, <laughs> so the family had to learn to leave the uh, the shower curtain open yeah. during the days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some parents leave a light on. Some parents leave the shower curtain open. You know, <laughs> <laughs> gotta yeah. do what you gotta do. Yeah. So uh, the craft, the shining. What else? Um. I think just Halloween in general, maybe like the, because since I grew up in the States, like everyone had the decorations outside and my stepdad's uh, father was very into, you know, decorating it as scary as possible. 
and like, you mm-hmm. know, just went all out. And I think that kind of, uh, you know, just stayed with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that addresses another one of the questions that we have, which is, uh, did you participate in Halloween or, or um, any favorite or least favorite costumes? It sounds like that's definitely a yes on participated from, from the very beginning. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think one of my, as a kid, my favorite costumes were uh, either a witch or a Power Rangers because Power Rangers was very popular when I was a kid. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but I know I was a witch for more than once. Did you dress up as one of the Power Rangers or uh, one one of the villains like Rita or the Putties? Uh, as a Power Ranger, Rita would have been really cool. Like thinking now, I would have loved to have that, you know. But as a kid, yeah. it was it was always the the Ranger. Okay. It was easier. You could just go buy that one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't really have the skills to craft a Rita costume. Well, I'm... true. There's a lot of details to it. Uh, any least favorite costumes? I don't know if I hated something in particular, but I don't have a lot of photos of me as in, in like princess things. Mm. It's not that I didn't dislike, uh, you know, Disney movies and stuff, but I don't think I was ever into princess stuff to mm. that extent where I would dress up. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was it you liked about the craft? Uh, I've always been interested in like, I wouldn't like mythology and occultism and, and witches and in general. So witches in general mm-hmm. was, I loved it. Like even a non-scary things such as like Hocus Pocus and, and, you know, just games, <laughs> witches in them and books. And uh, yeah, it was uh, just the, the thought of magic, I guess. And the kind of like a side unknown. Mm-hmm. Magic with a K. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. I think that really pulled me in. Um, did you, well, you mentioned your stepfather. Did you say it was your stepfather's father who was um, big into decorations? Yes. Was it just Halloween or every um, every holiday that he got into the just decorations? Just Halloween, I think. Okay. So he was, he had a thing for Halloween? Maybe sometime, like a little bit of Christmas, but it was more more for Halloween. Okay. Mm. Other than him, was there anybody else in your family or your friend group, friends group that was a fan of Halloween? Uh, we always dressed up like a, like a family, like not, not like theme wise, but everyone had costumes. So we were all into dressing up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone loved it. Friends as well. But I think maybe I was more into the scary part than what my family was. <laughs> hmm. Right. They were more into like dressing up like jack-o'-lanterns or, goofy skeletons and you're over here yeah. like I'm a severed head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So they were more into it for the fun and you were more into it for the, uh, I don't want to say horror, but, uh, creepy stuff or the macabre. Yeah. I think it, 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 in the beginning it was probably more for fun and you know, the fact that you get candy was a big, big of part course. of it, I guess <laughs> in the beginning. Uh, but it was also mm-hmm. my birthday, so I, I don't know. It kind of made it like sp- extra special, maybe. Right. And then uh, as I got older, it was more like, oh, now I can actually, you know. And I was a bit alternative in my teens, where Halloween mm-hmm. was the day you could kind of be yourself without, mm-hmm. you know, you could be dark and scary, and no one would give a shit. Mm-hmm. Right. You wouldn't get weird looks or anything. Yeah. I, I know what you mean because my birthday is right around Thanksgiving, so that one's always been my favorite holiday. 
Because when you're a kid, I mean, everybody starts to get together. Well, at least for Thanksgiving, because it's often that, you know, families will get together for Thanksgiving. Uh, So even if they didn't come and bring presents, it was just nice to have family getting together and saying happy birthday and things like that. So, um, you know, if your family got together to all dress up, then, you know, they're probably all saying, you know, happy birthday and stuff like that, which is fun. Um, Yeah. So where did you see the line starting to be drawn where you started switching from Halloween, just being fun into being interested in the alternative stuff. Oh, that was a lot later. I don't know. Cause well, not actually. Well, I know in school, <laughs> in elementary school, they used to think I was a, a vampire in elementary school. For some reason I was born on Halloween mm. and I would, yeah. <laughs> and, and I would, um, I had very, I have very sharp teeth. Like mm. my vampire or vampire teeth are, are pretty sharp. Uh, and I would, for lunch, I would bring in, I would have like a salad, but the salad dressing, I can't remember what, what salad dressing it was, but it was red and it looked like blood. It wasn't ketchup, it was, mm. <laughs> but it was, it was some sort of like red dressing. And they kind of like, you know, made fun of me a little bit and tried, you know, calling me like a vampire and stuff like that. And then I think in like fourth grade, I started listening to, to, new metal and i kind of got into that scene and yeah in fourth grade nice i guess uh yeah (laughs) and then that kind of that kind of was put on pause until i moved to sweden and then i went through (laughs) a a popular phase because i was that cool girl (laughs) i was (laughs) i was a cool girl from the united states you know and then things switched around and i turned I started got getting bullied and then I turned to the alternative side again and I stayed there after that. Mm. <laughs> oh, the days when being from the United States was a cool thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I kind of try and hide it yeah. a lot sometimes. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like my friend and I went to Jap- uh, Japan a while ago and we were just saying, we're just going to say we're Canadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, I used to live in Japan <laughs> and I would say I was Swedish. I oh. would never say I'm American. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I would. If someone if someone asked me where I was from, I would say I'm half Swedish, half American. But if someone just asked, like, "Oh, where are you from?" I would say Sweden. Yeah, it's safe. That works. Typically, yeah. Mm. There's not a lot of people out there who hate Swedes. No, we're pretty neutral. Mm. So let's see. Uh, I'm guessing you know the the kids teasing you about being a vampire. I mean, that's normal stuff that you know kids are always <laughs> looking for somebody something to tease somebody about. Um, Mm-hmm. But there wasn't anybody who specifically teased you about being into horror, uh, or or was there? No, it was more about you know being being alternative and you know dressing in black and having the eyeliner and stuff like that. That mm-hmm. people would be like, "Oh, it's not Halloween!" <laughs> like try to mm-hmm. say something stupid about it. But uh, you know, it was more about the way I looked than what I what I liked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, but you know, I do get comments like, "Oh, why do you like you know gore and stuff like that?" And it's just like, I don't know. If whatever I say, I just sound like a psycho. So, <laughs> like know, very right? hard. Whatever to- <laughs> answer I give you is just going to make it sound worse. I like it because it's entertaining. Yeah. I, I like it because I like the yeah. patterns and the blood splatters. And this, this is not making <laughs> <Right>? it better. <laughs> That's no. that's one of the difficult yeah. things about this uh, podcast is, and and also one of the reasons that we go through the questions in these multiple phases because, you know, a lot of people who are really into horror and like these kinds of things, 
because mainstream society kind of frowns on it, I think most people who are into this stuff start to learn to answer the questions in the social socially acceptable way. And sometimes you kind of have mm-hmm. to dig to find out what it is that they really do like about it because they're the first answers that people tend to give are the ones that I don't know. I think that, you know, are not going to get them in trouble. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like the, uh, the PC answer, yeah. if you will. Um, so that's another reason to kind of yeah. go through it a little bit so you can get to feel comfortable talking about the stuff and then maybe, you know, share, share a little bit. <laughs> You know, it's funny, a uh, slight side tangent. I know I'm notorious for these, but it'll be quick. Um, one of the things that we also, one of the other reasons why we also do this is, again, to um, trigger certain memories that you, you didn't think of before. And I, I just realized you're talking about being teased for just being alternative and different and having dark hair, or dark clothes when you're in high school. My sister, an older sister, um, when she was in high school, she went through a goth phase and I think I was just a stupid, annoying little brother, and I, I somehow got it in my head that she worships Satan because she wears dark clothing and has dark hair. And I spread that rumor oh, because God. I was a shitty little brother. But this was in the middle oh, of the nineties in this satanic panic <laughs> in, era, yes, and panic. I, oh, I just <sighs> fucking propagated that. And I, I'm going to call her right after this call and apologize because holy shit, <laughs> I, I did that. <laughs> good job, Chris. Good, good job. Good job. Well, it's I hard, like but I mean, I, I was a uh, 10. <laughs> the evil started <laughs> at an right. early age. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You were going to say no, something? Because I, I did go into like a Wiccan phase when I was, when I was a younger teen. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. But my we mom didn't. being, you know, because we lived, we lived in the States and she was Christian and uh she kind of turned non-Christian when she moved to Sweden. I don't know what happened, but America makes you kind of, <laughs> mm. yeah, we went to church anyways. So when, um, when we moved to Sweden, I kind of turned into, I went to Wicca for a little bit and she actually thought mm-hmm. that I worshiped Satan mm-hmm. and I had to like explain to mm-hmm. her like, no, like this isn't the same thing. You know, it's very different or, but that was like the biggest fear was like, oh, but you were, but Satan and goats and sacrificing. It's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. But, it's not you know, the same, mom. So I get that it's easy to connect <laughs> things with that. It, <laughs> but I wouldn't spread a rumor. <laughs> well, yeah. it's a sibling thing. Do you have any siblings? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do, but I'm the oldest, so I would kick the shit out of them if they did something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were on that side of the fence. Yeah. It's a younger sibling thing yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> The other part of that, too, is for you to kick their asses, you have to have found out about it. Ah, uh, true. You don't get in trouble if you don't yeah. get caught. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so there was some changed behavior here. You, uh, you mentioned um, being scared by the lady in the bathtub, so you, uh, you know, pulled the curtain aside, I guess, for the shower. Was there anything else that... Uh, you know anything else related to horror that made you change your behavior or trigger any fears phobias that kind of thing uh yeah <laughs> um i um while i was still in the states my friend was going to watch the exorcist i think i was about 8 or 9 at the time and i begged my mom to let me watch it and she was like no no hmm? no 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 and i begged her and begged her and begged her until finally she said yes and she said uh fine but don't come crawling into my bed 
if you get scared. Uh, yeah. So I was like, ah, she did I'm not going to be scared. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I went and watched it. Came <laughs> in the middle of the day. Came home. I was like, ah, that was nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and then night came. Yeah. And I would not go into my room. Like, I, I held the door and I was like, Satan's coming to get me. <laughs> I'm going to die. And, uh, <laughs> and finally, she let me sleep on the floor in, in her room. <laughs> So, uh, The Exorcist did scar me. Uh, Reagan's face is still like, you know, when you close your eyes sometimes, her face just pops up and uh, makes me, it makes it a little bit harder to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Reagan's face has stayed with me for a long time, but it's still, even considering that it's like, it terrified me to an extent where, you know, probably not good for it for you mm. it uh it's still mm. one of my favorite films ever made oh yeah how did it how did it cause you to change your behavior or trigger any phobia <sighs> wouldn't say phobia as much as it was just her face that would would mm. <laughs> that would uh would just haunt me for for years to come okay um and l- stairs stairs like you know the stairs stairs outside of you know where the, the priest jumped out the window Mm-hmm. If there were stairs that were like, you know, just a very tall staircase mm-hmm. outside, that would uh, creep scare me a little, a little bit, bit. <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why that, <laughs> yeah, it creeped me out. Okay. But yeah, phobia, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Was there ever a time when you were actually terrified of something as a child, like in real life? Mm, I was always, <laughs> okay, yeah, funny story. I, uh, I was terrified of uh, robbers. For some reason, mm-hmm. uh, so I would always, okay. I would always, when I went to sleep as a kid, I would lay straight under, under my uh, my covers, and I would pull my covers up to my, like right uh, under my chin, so that if robbers came, they would think my head was cut off, mm-hmm. so they wouldn't kill me. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was my theory. If I had my whole body under my covers and laid still and just had like my head showing, they would think that my head was cut off and uh, they wouldn't mm-hmm. kill me if they came to rob us. Okay. For some reason, that was a something that... <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. that, that sounds like something a child might yeah. think of. <laughs> Robbers, I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense to me. And yeah, it, it is funny how you think of stuff like that when you're a child. Like You think of the very detailed and intricate ways of of thwarting whatever the bad guy is like oh well i'll just hang a kitchen knife over my door with some home alone style string on top of it and there that that'll keep yeah. the gremlins from getting in my room stuff like yeah, that it's, well it's what scared me so it should scare yeah, them yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so i think um yeah it's mostly like people looking into my window people in general i think mm-hmm. <laughs> what about what is it about people in general that scared you because they were the i mean even though i've I was, i've always been a little bit afraid of like this supernatural sort of thing because that's like unknown people would still be the people you know that was actually like proved that they would kill or rob or do stuff or do bad stuff just terrible people okay. they like actually existed and it was it was proven like existed so i think that scared me more it never happened so but i don't know just uh no uh no experiences of you know knowing somebody who got robbed or seeing it on the news I, maybe just seeing it on the news or something like that mm, that can be enough uh, maybe seeing it on the news 
maybe. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It was just a uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I have no idea actually, but <laughs> I think it was a family thing too. That I didn't want anyone to hurt my family. And mm. the only people who would do that would would be other people or random people who came in and wanted something. Right. Did you have any scary dreams when you were a kid or any reoccurring nightmares? Yeah, I had a few night terrors as a child and um I had a, one of the reoccurring ones was me in a castle like castle of illusions castle like you know just stairs and uh a, a tiger that would chase me. Huh. That was uh, <laughs> the reoccurring nightmare. I can't remember more than that. I just remember there was a tiger okay. tiger chasing me and I remember having it a lot. Huh. And uh I I uh, had a period a few years ago where I uh, I uh, had a lot of sleep paralysis. Okay. Yeah, I've had that. That's not fun. Nah, but uh, it's that's gone over now. I think I think it was very stress related. But uh, I don't get night terrors anymore. That was more as a child. But the, after um, I did get sleep paralysis for a while. But yeah, I have very vivid dreams in general. When was the sleep paralysis? When your teens, twenties? Uh no, twenties, twenty-five. Okay. Twenty adult years. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so in general, your childhood horror did make you happy. Um, at least Halloween did. Um, and if we were to say there, if there was anything in particular that made you feel that way, probably just the the fact that it was near your birthday and the family gathering. Is that accurate? Yeah, I would. I wouldn't even say family gathering. I like the the weirdness of it. I think. Um, I uh, was very into mythology as a kid and, and, you know, ghosts and creatures and stuff like that. I think that kind of, you know, made me happy that it could be a day where you could like sort of celebrate it. Uh, and like mild horror stuff like gremlins and, and nightmare before Christmas and like weird, not, I wouldn't say weird, but, you know, sort of alternative to what films usually are. Uh, yeah. Things that were kind Spooky of cute, versus but horrific. horror-y. That, that, Yes, but yeah, exactly. That made me happy. And that there was a day where you could kind of celebrate that. And it was my birthday as well. So it was like (laughs) win-win. That helps. All right. So going into the teenage years, what were some of the things that you remember um, horror-related, whether it's books or movies or what have you? Uh, Yeah, the Scream was one of the big ones. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, The Ring. And the guinea pig series, if that says anything. Uh, oh, yeah. Maybe. Wow. So you, you've kind of made a jump there oh, yeah. from Scream to guinea pig. <laughs> yeah. Scream was during my... Scream and the Ring were probably during my... I think when my teens was when I really got into sort of the horror uh, for real. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So it kind of escalated. <laughs> you say, how did I'll it get say. from one to the other? <laughs> That's a bit of a jump. Well, because Scream in the Ring, I saw when I when I was sort of still in my let's say popular uh, time period, mm-hmm. uh, and then I, when I got into more to the alternative and I stayed there, that's when I got into the metal scene, mm-hmm. and the metal scene was kind okay. of connected to the gore scene. Right. So I had friends that were like, "Oh, you got to check this movie out," Ugh. and they showed me uh, Flowers of Flesh and Blood, and mm-hmm. I guess that kind of <laughs> stayed with me. Yeah, I got interested to to check more out. Hmm. I guess. Anything else that really uh, impressed on you in your teenage years? Mm, a lot of horror games did. 
oh, horror yeah? games. Yeah. Like what? Resident Evil, Silent Hill, things like that. Mm-hmm. What was that other one with uh, about photography? Was it Aperture or... Um... Uh, Fatal Frame. Fatal Frame, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And what was it you yeah, liked Yeah, they were really good games, yeah. What was it you liked about those? I guess the adrenaline. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's mostly about the adrenaline when it comes to games. And also, uh, a lot of them are pretty story-driven. Uh, maybe not Resident Evil per se, but like Silent Hill and, and Fatal Frame, there's mm-hmm. a lot of story and, and character development. Mm-hmm. It's easy to bring out uh, a lot of human human you know emotions in a in horror in general and i think that's what kind of draws me to it a lot yeah probably even more than more than movies because games can have a lot more content Mm -hmm. i mean that and also with games you're uh you're, you're much more involved in it too it's more interactive you're not just sitting on a couch watching a movie that scares you occasionally or horrifies you or disturbs you in the game you're you're performing actions and say you're in the middle of opening a door and this thing jumps on you to kill you. That's it's more interactive. You identify yeah. more with it. You mm-hmm. have to run away. You have to like do that. You have to shoot it. You have to, you know, it. you have to block the thing with corpses that are hanging from the ceiling and bound up in blankets for some reason. <laughs> that is the, the latest resident evil number seven. I think the, the weird <laughs> Texas chainsaw style one. Yeah. <laughs> So what was it that you liked about the um the alternative horror now when you after you made the jump the jump from things like Scream and the Ring over to Flowers of Flesh and Blood and Guinea Pig and that stuff? I think the morbid curiosity. Um I think in my teens in general there was a lot of transitions as there always is. <laughs> uh but it wasn't mm-hmm. I was uh 4chan was a big thing in my teens. <laughs> um <laughs> so that introduced me to a whole new world I'm and sure. being a gamer and, you know, being on the internet in general, uh, made me find a lot of stuff, maybe sometimes that I didn't wish to find, but I always had a curiosity <laughs> of what could, uh, right. Rotten.com could disturb me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just a, it would be like a search for things that could disgust me. <laughs> Sounds pretty grim, but uh, yeah. just the fascination of, of the, when it comes to gore anyways, it's like, I know it, sometimes gore isn't realistic, but I like things that make me feel things. So if I feel disgust, uh, that's a feeling. And I like, I think that's what draws me to horror in general. It sometimes makes me feel scared. It makes me feel sick to my stomach or it makes me, you know, if it's horror comedy, it makes me laugh. Or if it's uh, something, you know, very mentally disturbing, then it makes me f- feel like shit. And I, that's my favorite. I'd love films that make me feel like shit because it, it's such a strong emotion. It makes me feel so much. Yeah. And I think that's uh, what kind of drew me to, to find things that could, could, uh, could make me feel things. Not that I didn't feel things in general, because I did, but it was just, you know, a it's, distraction um, from life, I guess. Or maybe like a slippery slope almost, like you, you start watching one thing, and not to get all back in my day or anything, but, you know, like with, with the advent of the internet nowadays, um, it's, it's almost like it comes with the territory, like you have this vast interface where you can look up anything and if you just happen to stumble upon mm-hmm. one thing where i don't know a friend is talking about a metal band that had a really cool album cover and you're like oh where did that cover come from yeah. oh it's this horrific accident yeah, oh these people the were killed yeah 
Oh. Yeah, and then it just it it rabbit holes like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was never really into like actual deaths and stuff like that, like snuff or or you know, I know Rotten had like pictures and stuff like that, but it, it, mm-hmm. I would you know. I've seen pictures and stuff like that, but I would never go to search for pictures of, of real bodies or, or, you know, real deaths. So it was the, for? that like, you know, that is for me is very disturbing. I just, I'd like the, the, the fantasy of it. Can I say it like that? It's not like it's a, the fact that it's not real hmm. makes it yeah. better in a sense for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's safe. Yeah. When you said you were seeking stuff that evoked strong emotions, um, any idea why you were seeking out strong emotions? Probably because I have a lot of strong emotions being <laughs> half Latina. And, uh, <laughs> the passion is real. <laughs> mm. um, Fire. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I just like things. It doesn't have to be like horror per se. I just like the people or, or, or items that spark a strong emotion within me. So if someone's really funny or if someone's, you know, just. It's funny that you say that because I'm thinking back to what we said earlier. And I think this might've even been uh, before the call started, but uh, you know, Chris had commented that I guess there's that joke between you and Sarah about you being the more negative one in the, on the movie reviews. Um, And I'm wondering if this kind of ties into that. Like if, if you feel like you might be more of a sort of a depressed person in terms of your emotions, it would then make sense that you might want to seek out things that bring you emotion. Um, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's not true. No, <laughs> I mean, I'm not depressed. Is what I'm, I don't mean uh, depressed in the sense saying. of, um, no, uh, I don't mean depressed in the sense of, uh, like being depressed. Like most people think of it. I think more in the sense of, um, just general ne- general negativity, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Or do you not feel that you're generally negative either? Yes and no. <laughs> I'm negative about myself. Like, <laughs> but I always, if someone I mean, comes to me with something, I always try to be positive and like, you know, you know, always try and help and like, oh, think about it this way and stuff like that. But if it's like about myself, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Everything's terrible. You know, <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm very negative about, about that. But mm. in, in general... I wouldn't say I'm, I'm a little bit negative maybe, but not too much. I don't you know. It's very, it's, I just, um, yeah, but I, I just, it's not, it's not to seek stronger feelings. It's just that I, I enjoy things that, cause I watch a lot of shit film that doesn't make me feel <laughs> anything at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chris can relate. But I watch them. I hey, watch others. them. I watch them. I watch all of it. I don't turn them off. Like I'll watch it if someone sends us a film and it's absolute shit. I will watch the full film wow. uh, in hope that oh maybe the ending will be good. But you know, ninety eight percent of the time, no. Um, so it's not like if it doesn't make me feel anything, I'll shut it off. Like it's just a, uh, it's my criteria for liking the film, I guess. Mm. Okay, makes sense. I just saw something that I thought might have made sense, so I thought I would throw it out there and see if it. Maybe. connected with you and if it maybe it started fun. like that like and then when i got older i got over my my darkness <laughs> whatever you, you know the depression mm. and but that mm-hmm. that kind of stick with me still that that's what makes me like things could be um so in your teenage years uh i mean i know you've got 
your friend Sarah, uh, now in your adult years, I don't know when you met her, but w- did you ha- have like a group of friends in your teenage years that were into horror? Not really. I think maybe uh, I had one of my first boyfriends. Uh, maybe he was a little bit into uh, horror film, mm-hmm. uh, but not to the extent that I was. Okay. And uh, I think you know when we were when we got into like groups of people with the with the metalheads, we would. You know, oh, have you seen this? Have you seen this? It's disgusting. You know, try to kind of gross each other out and then maybe, but I wouldn't call them like close friends. <laughs> but yeah, my and my friends in general, I don't think that they've liked horror as much as me. It's not been like a central theme. Did you continue participating in Halloween? I would guess not because I'm, I don't think Sweden uh, celebrates it, do they? Or would it be so, all uh, No, Sweden does not. I mean, it's... Yeah, we do have All Hallows' Eve, but um, we celebrate Halloween as like a sort of party thing here. And it's gotten a little bit bigger over the years, but we don't go like trick-or-treating or or stuff like that. It's like Americans celebrating Cinco de Mayo or, you know, St. Paddy's Day. Yeah. Yeah, It's just just a reason to have fun. Uh, (laughs) And drink. But since it is my birthday. That's true. Since it is my birthday, I always had like a masquerade party. So Mm -hmm. we always had like costume parties. And nowadays, I still demand people to come in costume to my birthday. If they don't have a costume, I'll have one here ready for them. <laughs> I mean, how hard is it? Just put on a t-shirt that says cheap-ass Halloween costume. There you go. Yeah. Put on a just cat ears, you know. you can. doesn't have to be all out. Just something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very, I'm very uh, serious when it comes to dressing up for Halloween. <laughs> Understandably so. You know, it's a tradition what you do <laughs> yeah yeah any uh specifically uh you know memorable memories relating to halloween for your birthday in these you know teenage years oh teenage years um yeah probably my 18th birthday i had a lot of people come and everyone was dressed up and stuff and that was pretty fun cool. but do you remember what you dressed up as on your uh, on your 18th birthday out of curiosity yeah like a bat demon <laughs> okay cool <laughs> like like more like man bat or more like um morgana from more Dark like Stars. lilith yeah more yeah more like morgana but not okay. as sexy <laughs> yeah. more realistic <laughs> yeah more less less cleavage <laughs> <laughs> thank you for saving that i knew that was going to be a little question like oh why'd you bring up this sexy anime chick from the video game you fucking weeb <laughs> it's a good thing I know who she was. Otherwise, it would have been a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> crickets, crickets. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Was there ever? She's hot, though. <laughs> was there ever a time when you were actually terrified of something as a teen? Um. As a younger teen, Scream kind of scared me. Like, I, I had a hard time, like, just going out and walking around because I was afraid that someone's going to kill me, you know? Mm-hmm. Sort of like paranoia. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, but, that and movie the ring, brought things re- close to home. Yeah, and The Ring okay. kind of fucked me up as well because I went to see it in the movie theater and I had a TV, a small, you know, I had a small CRT TV on my wall, like, facing me. Mm. And mm-hmm. I woke up with the... Uh, Static. static on the TV <laughs> and I was uh-huh. yeah or what, what do you call it yeah and I was sure 
okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to die. <laughs> and I had a hard time, you know, if a TV was off or the static in general would, would scare me a little bit. And if the TV was off, I would almost think, you know, looking at the TV, you would see a reflection of something, you know, behind you, you know, next to you or something. And you'd be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, it, yeah, uh, the ring kind of. And then my friends, you know, played the prank where they called me and said like seven days. You know? <laughs> oh, no. So uh, of course they did. That, that stuck with me a little bit. But that was also in my younger yeah. teens. As I got older, less things scared me. I mean, that's, uh, that does leave something to be said about horror movies like that, like The Ring and... Um, shit, what was the other one? Scream. Scream, yeah. About, you know, killers in general. It just brings it that closer to home with the fact that it could be something in real life. So, I mean, like, like you said, you're, mm. uh, you outgrow that simple fear when you're older, but when you're an adolescent or a child, you see things like that, and it's that much more terrifying because it could really happen in real life. It's not like a a werewolf yeah. or the creature from the Black Lagoon. It's just a really mean person with a knife. And those exist. Yeah. Uh, so was there anything that actually terrified you in real life as a teen? Mm. No near no near death experiences? Or uh, possible no, witnesses of ghosts was... or paranormal? <laughs> oh, well, now that brings back childhood memories, actually, mm-hmm. when you say that. Because I did have a, a bit of a ghost experience. It wasn't probably a ghost at all, but it was like, I was in the the school I went to, and I was in the the bathroom, the lights flickered, and when I went into the bathroom, Mm. there was a doll outside the bathroom, and when I left, the doll was gone, and that scared the shit out of me. I was like, the doll is possessed, (laughs) you know, there's, is, you know, yeah. Not not that someone came and got it. (laughs) <laughs> no, no one got it. Definitely not. It was definitely possessed, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Um, I don't think anything really terrified me that much as a being beat up, maybe. But it's always people, never specific things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a pretty good, good teenager. Like I didn't do bad things, so I was kind of safe most of the time. It's okay. Yeah. Your parents probably won't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, later on, I did, you know, a few <laughs> things, but I was, uh, but since I was a gamer, you know, I stayed at home, I watched anime, I played video games. I didn't have time to go out and do drugs or, or drink because I, you know, had a game to complete yep. <laughs> or a series yeah, to watch. Yep. So even though my mom was always like, you know, stop playing, I think she kind of, in her later <laughs> years, I think that she really appreciated that i like please get out of the house go do drugs please do something (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, please just just be a normal kid you haven't had a single injury this whole week no scraped knees or anything (laughs) go go out there and i don't know jump in a lake (laughs) (laughs) did did you have any uh scary dreams as a teenager or reoccurring nightmares as a teenager Mm, i wouldn't i don't think reoccurring nightmares but i did have nightmares I've always had uh, sort of like paranoia nightmares where someone's always chasing me. Someone's always trying to kill me. And I've always had vivid dreams. So I have written down a few in my, I should write them all down because it's pretty funny sometimes Uh, and also terrifying sometimes. But yeah, I can't recall any reoccurring ones just in general. Okay. So in your teenage years is where it starts going from horror being fun to being more thrilling. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything in particular that made it thrilling? 
gore. <laughs> I guess I turned more into the morbid, morbid side of it. I was and oh, sorry, what? I was just gonna say I was gonna say the blood, but I was gonna wait for you to answer. So yeah, the yeah the blood, I guess intestines. <laughs> Yeah, but also I think because I was into anime a lot, Japanese cinema kind of uh, opened up for me. Uh, Suicide Club and and The Ring and and Guinea Pig and it's just all these gems. Uh, and the occult really uh, interested me. Hmm. I thought that was I thought it was just interesting in general, like un unknown sort of magic and Satan and and cults and beasts and demons and you know just a weird yeah interesting uh, i think you could you can make a lot of things interesting with just having some that type of theme Mm -hmm. or that kind of uh, restricted access like the the thing that is just lesser known because it's shunned or or forbidden yeah it's just you don't know as much about it so it's by nature more interesting yeah so what about your adult years now what are some of the things that really jumped out at you as being you know, really well done or uh, impactful in terms of horror? Uh, Grotesque is one of my favorite films, um, which is Japanese and gory. Uh, I don't know what about it that makes me love it so much, but I've seriously seen it about 25 times. But it's also been like a drinking game film. (laughs) Yeah, drinking games came in my adult years to film, and uh, that changed... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> changed a lot. I do love a drinking game with the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I, I do love the sort of uh, slow burners that have come to be popular nowadays and sort of, uh, you know, political. Any good ones jump off the tip of your tongue? Uh, I always take the mo- most commercial ones because I can't think of anything else. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Well, I did like um, I did like Get Out a lot. I really enjoyed Get Out. I thought it, it balanced hor- uh, the horror and the comedy very well. And I don't think a lot of mm-hmm. uh, films can do that. Um, and also, I really enjoyed uh, Trauma, a Latin American film. Very mm. uh, disturbing. <laughs> yeah, disgusting. <laughs> um, hidden in the woods. Uh, yeah, Spanish cinema, like, you know, Latin American cinema in general is, I, I really, they do a lot of good stuff. Mm. And things like, you know, Ari Aster and, and uh, The Lighthouse and things that aren't, you know, not 100% horror, but have like the, the inspiration from horror, mm-hmm. but also tell a good story. Headless, Cat Sick Blues, mm-hmm. weird films, you know. I love all sorts of strange. I keep hearing everyone mention the lighthouse, and I mean, it's, I, I looked at it like an art house drama. Yeah. Is it somewhat of a horror? Like, are there just, I don't know, uncomfortable, tense moments between this guy and the other guy in the lighthouse? Is that what's dark about it? Um, I mean, it's a, it, it's yeah. I would say yeah, it's a lot of uncomfortable moments and uh, unknown moments, and a little bit H.P. Lovecraft sort of. Oh, okay. Uh, have you seen uh oh, what's the other one called? Cold uh, cold skin. Cold skin. No. no. Okay, it's another like sort of lo- like lighthouse film, but uh, more creature centered. Well, this one's more like two men going sort of insane in a in a lighthouse. Hmm. I would say it's more like an isolation horror, maybe just like what that yeah. does to a person's mentality. Hmm. But 
Yeah, I think that's what kind of draws me to it as well. The sort of drama mixed with a little horror theme goes a long ways, I think. Like Mother, for example, that movie, oh, yeah. I freaking loved it. I, I just can't understand why people don't like it. Because it made you feel so uncomfortable, the whole film. It made me want to, mm-hmm. you know, just scream out loud. Um, <laughs> and that's about the, the type of thing that I like. No, no. No, no. Um, the uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, Darren Aronofsky... Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence, um, uh, something Bardin. I can uh, never remember the guy's uh, name. Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem, yeah. thank you. It's it's an allegory, really, about the Earth and God and Jesus Christ. And once you read that part of it, you understand that it makes the film better. But there are some really jarring parts yeah. that certain people watched, and they're just like, no, no, mouth, nope, <laughs> nope. That's, that's a baby. Nope, I'm done. <laughs> Or like um, the house that Jack built. I thought Another that was that shit. Was... I thought it was so bad. <laughs> really? <laughs> what? There, there was... Have you seen the director's cut? Uh, I can't remember which cut I saw, but, but th- there is a few scenes. Like I love the scene where he's in the house and he's cleaning up. Mm-hmm. Like that scene is fantastic. <laughs> it's so yeah. good, but it just <laughs> felt like a. It, it it felt like he was like it was uh, Trier, right? Yeah, Trier was just like. I'm going to jerk off and this is what comes out. Like kind of like, you know, it was a movie for himself. It does kind of have that feel to it. Like that pretentious vibe of I'm Lars von Trier. I'm going to talk about some things and, Oh, you know what? Let's wrap a plot around it and get a lot of big name actors. There, there we go. Now I'm going to talk about things and you're going to listen because I'm Lars fucking von Trier. But yeah, Lynch is also one of my favorite has become, you know, I, I discovered him way too late. But uh, Twin Peaks, Mulholland Drive, Lost Highway, that are kind of horror influenced, mm-hmm. uh, are like, it's, it's my life. Uh, <laughs> Twin Peaks is oh, my yeah. life. <laughs> um, so I like this sort of kind of mystery horror stuff as well. Okay. Yeah. Anything in particular you like about the uh, the things that we just mentioned? So you mentioned grotesque, <laughs> get out, trauma, lighthouse. <laughs> nothing mother, in common. Nothing in common. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I guess the fact that they make me make me feel a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Trauma, for example, just made me feel disgusted and you know just really bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Just you know rape and and just defiling people in like the worst way possible. Like that uh, made me feel really bad, and that's why I like it so much. <laughs> and then there's uh, <laughs> mother who just made me feel very uncomfortable the whole film. Mm-hmm. Um, Get out. I like the political commentary. Um, yeah, and the 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 fact that I I didn't think he did it as well in Us. Uh, I thought Us um, the comedy ruined the tense bits, uh, but I think that he balanced it very well in in uh, Get Out. I didn't like Us. Yeah. It, no, I I wasn't impressed to be honest. I mean, <laughs> there was there was a number of different things I liked I didn't like about it, but the thing that killed me the absolute worst was what he did at the very ending which completely wiped away the entire movie because because yeah. if if that was the girl then she would have mm. fucking mm-hmm. known everything like yeah, yeah. like I, I guess her memory somehow faded so she became someone else but yeah i didn't like that twist at the end either yeah i just honestly for me the best thing about us was lupita nyong'o's performance like that was just yeah. i think that the dance that the dance scene towards the end there where they're down low and they're fighting and there's a mm. dance going on at the same time that scene is really good 
That was really well yeah. done too. And the music that, yeah. was uh, was great. I think yeah, did some good music. There was some good music. The I'm not saying, but that yeah, the I agree. It wasn't at all. The, the actors and actresses did a great job. I just didn't like the mm-hmm. plot twist near the there's, end. There's a yeah. there were a number of plot holes. But yeah, it was almost a Shemalian, shall we shall we say? Yeah, but not <laughs> now that you say good, it. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. More like a not like a Sixth Sense twist. More like a Village twist. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's one of that. But I like the visit. He kind of came back with the visit. <sighs> I haven't really. Seen I thought so. Poopy diapers. Come on. <laughs> I thought it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> She's had a kid. You haven't. <laughs> <laughs> True. No, the visit was all right. It was, it was a good premise. Was, you know what it is? Is that fucking kids rapping? Oh, uh, yeah, that was uh. shit. Yeah. <laughs> that was shit. I will say, though, having kids does uh, change your. Um, change a lot in how you per- perceive some horror films mm-hmm. especially that has to mm-hmm. do with kids mm-hmm. you know before i was like yeah. ah you know that that's bullshit you know whatever with kids you wouldn't really care it would be the same but becoming a mother it kind of it, it's like uh you, you feel it a little bit more just just seeing a child crying in a film like mm-hmm. you know i am automatically think why is no one picking up this child like the actor right. you know just things like that mm-hmm. The, the, the actual child or and just things like that bother me a lot more now than it or bother me now that didn't bother me before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have a different perspective on things. So you mentioned some of the things that disgusted you. What excited you about these different things that we've just listed? Oh, being disgusted excites me. <laughs> <laughs> she was talking about the good things, Steve. <laughs> Right. I yeah I I delve a bit into the underground scene like it I do love a, a gore torture film um, why I do not know maybe it's the the you know it's kind of like you know you get you go to work you take a lot of shit you do all these things and people are crap and you have a bad day you come home and you see someone get tortured on film and you're like ah, this is, <laughs> this is a good. Uh, tension release <laughs> crack open a beer and disembowel someone <laughs> yeah yeah you know i mean it beats going out and disemboweling someone well i would never do exactly. that for but, most people. you know for most, you safe know. Yeah. for most people yeah i wouldn't say that i'm to that extent but you know i i uh i uh i don't know why it it, it uh just draws me in as much as it does i think it's just the the uh the macabre and the sort of mm. you know disgustingness of it that's sort of taboo maybe and that the, the taboo thing sort mm-hmm. of draws me in i like the the forbidden okay <laughs> mm-hmm. or it's also like the um just the uh, the car crash effect you know the uh you you have to look at this thing that's that disturbing just wow yeah that happened yeah and i also think because because i had the sort of uh 4chan moment or you know the period of my life and i've seen a lot of like disgusting things things i'm not as disgusted by things as i was before you know i'm desensitized you know desensitized a lot so i try to find things that sort of evoke emotions you know just yeah just makes me disgusted but i only do it through through fake things Mm -hmm. maybe some documentaries now and again i do love a good documentary but uh but i would never you know go as far as looking up real 
real stuff. Right. But I try and find a, the underground gore scene. Like they're there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they have things that will produce something. But I always prefer a sort of, a, you know, gore film with an actual story. So, you know, it, helps. it has a little bit of, a, yeah, it just a, makes it more entertaining. And it's, yeah. it helps you feel more, I guess, for the characters. If it's just like people torturing each other, it's like, okay, yeah, <laughs> great. Next. <let's, laughs> I've seen this before. <laughs> Why do I care? Oh, now she's in a bag. <laughs> yeah. Hang. Just punch her some more. Okay. There you go. Could you imagine? I don't know. One that keeps coming to mind in this whole thing is um, Martyrs, the original one. Mm. That's kind of got both aspects. It's got uh, just severe and almost seemingly unending torture, yeah, which just disturbs you to your fucking core. No matter how much of a gorehound you have, you just can't watch this girl get punched in the face, chained to a chair for like five minutes straight without feeling a little sick. Yeah, but it also has a very involved plot too, which. I think that's that's a great one in my opinion because it is a great film. Unfortunately, I saw the remake before I saw the original. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and that well, was shit. I mean, maybe that's a good thing yeah. because you saw the worst one, so you weren't disappointed when you saw the next one. No. It, was, it was pleasant surprise. I got. Oh, but I, was, I, I got like ten minutes into the remake, and I was like, "No, it was so bad." But I was just like, "Why do people like this film? Is the original really that much better than this piece of shit?" And then I saw oh, the you, original, and I was like, "Yeah, it's 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 a lot better." <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, other than Sarah, do you have a, um, as Chris likes to put it, a horror crew? Now that you're an adult, do you have <laughs> like-minded friends and family? Uh, yeah, who you run with? Yeah, well, um, I actually am a part of a horror festival um, in Sweden. Ooh. Monsters of Film, it's called. Okay. Uh, so it's the biggest. Um, and longest running here. Uh, so I delve in that, and I also work for a film distribution company that distributes a lot of art house and horror and stuff like that. So I work with people who like that type of film. Uh, me and Sarah started a sort of horror uh, like movie group where we would do like meetups and and watch. We'd uh, everyone would pick three films, and we'd uh, just you know randomly choose three. And we would watch those three films and have a good time, like nice. just a movie night. So yeah, I do mm-hmm. have a little horror crew, <laughs> or the, we have a little horror crew. The film distribution jo- uh, company is that your day job? Yes. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. do what you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true, man. I mean, I don't get. It's not. I don't know. Good, she just said something about going <laughs> going to work and then wanting to come home and disembowel people. So oh, this was this was uh, before. <laughs> Before that job, okay. Ah, I, 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 yeah. I haven't. Yeah, I've only worked there for about nine. <laughs> She's like, I haven't oh, wanted to kill year. anybody since I got this job. Yeah, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but it it, it is true because I don't. It's not like good pay, but because the mm-hmm. company, you know, because it's so much fun, and you know, it's it's a small company, mm-hmm. so it's it's a. Uh, I do a benefits, variety of like things. Not wanting to kill your coworkers. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. And you get to watch, you know, a lot of good movies. And <laughs> Do you guys actually watch movies together? Uh, not at work. I mean, if we go to festivals and stuff to, like, you know, look for films to distribute, then yeah. Uh, sometimes uh, one of my cool. colleagues, the the girl who I also do, uh, do who I do Monsters of Film with, because she's also a part of it. Um, she um, sometimes we'd have like lunch dates and we'd go see. We went to see, you know, just any movie. Cool. A horror film usually. That's a long lunch. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> we have to work it on another other other days. Take a short lunch another day, but it's totally worth it. It's nice. it's nice sometimes. Uh, okay, so you've got um, monsters of film festival festival. You've got the film distribution company. You got the movie group. Um, so obviously, you have a lot of uh, positive social interaction now, which is uh, a plus. Um, but we already know based on that conversation that we've already had, that that's not the driving factor for you. It's just a nice bonus. Have you card? Well, we already answered this one too. I was going to ask if you continued participating in Halloween, but you said primarily because it's your birthday, um, for your birthday parties. Yeah. So has there been a time of, of anything that you were actually terrified as an adult? Uh, I would say as well there after getting, after becoming a mother, I've, uh, grown very scared of death Mm. in general. I wasn't, Mm. you know, I didn't think about it as much before, but now I'm very, very scared of dying. It's more, I think it's more of a biological thing, but, uh, you know, just who's going to take care of my kid, you know, if I die sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's probably, probably it. Maybe some films have like scared me for like a a week, but (laughs) not more than that. Yeah. Which ones would you say scared you for the week? Uh, maybe not that many, but it it follows. I think uh, stayed with me for a little bit. I think uh, yeah. when I went home after seeing it at the theater, I walked alone, and there was no one out. And I thought, if someone comes out and <laughs> walks behind me, I will run. Like I will run for my life. Because <laughs> it was just that I am a little bit paranoid. So you know, if someone's you know keeps going after me, sort of behind me. I think, oh, this person is following me. You know, it might be falling yeah. until that person turns. You know. you, so, that, or you get like that feeling that you can feel someone following yeah. behind you. Just that. So that film kind of escalated my paranoia to a max, where I thought, if someone walks from that corner now, I will jet. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had any really scary dreams as an adult? Uh, yeah. Well, my sleep paralysis was mm. a, as an adult, That's and that really that. F- fucked with me for a, a good yeah. year or two, where I would. You know, I don't know if you guys had sleep paralysis, but I have. Yeah, it's just that feeling of not being able to move and being totally paralyzed, and you seeing like an entity just, just. I just, I had an, I didn't have the hag that some people have. I had just like a, a shadow person mm-hmm. who would just stand and like look at me, but didn't have any eyeballs. It would just, I just feel it looking at me, mm-hmm. and oh. I couldn't move. And it came to an extent where some, when I had it as as worse as I had it, where I had it like every night, more than once a night, he would, or he or she, it would uh, lie down and like spoon me. <laughs> nice. In like the worst possible way. It was just like, is he going to, is it going to kill me? Is it like, am I, what is happening? Because he would, al- would always either stand by, stand in the doorway and just look at me, which is totally terrifying. Mm-hmm. That sort of, you know, paranormal activity, someone's just standing looking at you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also had one when I lived together with my friends when we first moved to Tokyo, where I would, I'd, I was sleeping on the couch and I, I had my sleep paralysis and I dreamt that uh, my my friend came home and she was standing in the doorway as the entity would and she had her whole eyes were black and she was just staring there, standing there staring mm-hmm. at me, and wouldn't say anything and I was just like, what yeah. is going on? You know that, that sort of helplessness feeling. Mm-hmm. 
That is sometimes even more terrifying than any jump scare. Oh, yeah. When you have a figure, an, an unknown figure, that's standing there staring at you completely silent, not saying anything. Yeah. Like, it's not the uh, the full view of the figure, but I've yeah, watched like it a million a- times and it still creeps me out. We Are Still Here, the movie about the family that moves into the house and it's, it's haunted by a previous family. Yeah. There's a scene where the husband wakes up in the middle of the night and there's a light on in the hallway and, and he can just see two feet, the, the shadows of two feet standing in front of the doorway and he just, you know, says hello. And it doesn't say anything back. I'm just on the edge of my seat the whole time. Like, ah. yeah, it's just a sort of I would rather it like stab me almost. I mean, <laughs> you know, just just for then you would know, like, right. Just do something. Yeah. But, <laughs> and, you know, I tried reading books on it and it was like, oh, I read this one book where it was like because it was so bad for a while that I just wanted to get rid of it. And uh, it was just like, oh, go. It's like your guide. Like, go with it. I'm like, I ain't going anywhere with that thing. Like, no, no fucking way. Like, I will like, not even know. I'm sorry. A guide has a certain air and, and appearance about them. You know, they have a hand outreaching. You can see their face. It's smiling. This yeah. thing is just standing there staring at me like it wants but the to wor- eat me. The worst part no. is like, because you'd, you'd be lying there, and, you know, because the fact of sleep paralysis is that you're you're sort of awake, but your body is still like in, mm-hmm. in sleep. Right. And I would try and scream, like, because my partner is like next to me, and I, I would try to scream his name to, you mm-hmm. know, just to, for, to get him to wake me up, but... You could never say anything. You yeah. couldn't do anything. You couldn't like move or say anything, and that's the whole thing that your voice is gone as well. Mm-hmm. So you can't do anything, and that that total loss of control. I think that I mean, I guess that's the whole thing with sleep paralysis, isn't it? If it's stress related, that you're not in control. Maybe I don't know, but it's uh yeah, that's what I've heard. Is, is that's the core reason behind it, or something? I think that- for me, because I had it when I was in my twenties too, and I didn't see anything, but I always I couldn't move. And hmm. at least for me, I think it was related to the position I was laying in. I'm, I, I think hmm. either I was cutting off airflow or something like that, or, um, or blood flow or something. Hmm. And maybe my my body was saying, "Okay, you need to wake up and move." And so, from what I've read about sleep paralysis, my understanding of it is it's. Normally, there's a process that your brain and your body take in order to restore consciousness or or control to the brain, and there are some steps that need to be taken. And if they either come out of order or or one takes longer than the other, then your 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 mind wakes up before your body is ready to hand over, sort of so to speak. Um, but yeah, in my case, it always happened when I was sleeping, sort of on my side, sort of on my stomach. I would. Uh, sort of like sleep on my stomach, but then bring one leg up and have like one one arm under the pillow and one next mm. up next to my face. And something about that position, I think, sometimes affected my blood flow. Um, because now as an adult, I'll do that. And even if I'm not fully asleep, I'll notice that like one of my arms will start to uh, to get the pins and needles. And I've I dated a girl who apparently you know, depending on where your collarbone is and your arteries, you can put pressure on the artery so that it slows down the blood flow. Um, and I guess mm-hmm. medically she's got a really bad case of it or something like that. So I'm guessing that was what was happening with my sleep paralysis, but I'm just guessing. I don't mm-hmm. know. Oh, but it, it can, it can. Yeah. Cause I, when I first started getting it, cause I had it over a few years, 
so when I first started getting it, I almost only got it during if I slept during the day. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I also think that has to do with the kind of I'm not in a deep sleep because right. then it occurs ease more easily. And the same with with the one with my friend, I was sleeping during the day. Mm-hmm. It was the same with me. It was always uh, I don't want to say during. I, I you could say it was during the daytime. It was the sun was up and the room was nice and bright. Um, and it was time that I should have been up. Yeah. So other than the sleep paralysis, any scary dreams? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but nothing reoccurring, just more. I have a lot of, uh, vivid dreams and the nightmares and mm. someone's always out to get me and trying to kill me and just, uh, <laughs> very vivid. Do you ever have any lucid dreams? Um, they're always half lucid. It sucks. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm finally like you, I know I'm in a dream and then I'll try and do something. And it'll like stop mm-hmm. me or like slow me down if I want to like fly. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for me to run to get the to get the uh, you know just momentum. the power to fly. Yeah, the momentum to fly. Or mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm running and I if I you know if I'm in one of these dreams where someone's chasing me and I know that it's a dream, I'll try and run, but it'll make me very slow. So it's it's kind of like I know I'm in a dream, but it won't let me really do what I want to mm-hmm. do. Yeah, like, like your subconscious is like, all right, I know you get it, but still no. It's the same with, <laughs> weirdly enough, with like sex dreams, like where where I'll know, like, oh, I can do whatever I want, you know, <laughs> but it won't let me. It'll, like, it'll get me like halfway there, but it'll like, you know, it'll just make it very strange instead of making it <laughs> something that I want it to be. It's just very... So yeah, you, you get to imagine, you know, the hottest actor you or actress you've ever, you know, <laughs> wanted, but but you can't have it. No, no, I don't think so. I can have it, but not in the way I want it. Like it'll, <laughs> right? It'll be like I still have have the wet dream, but it's like it's not as good as it could be. <laughs> <laughs> you get to have sex with this A list actor actress, but you have to wear swim flippers <laughs> so, yeah, and. <laughs> Those those punching Hulk gloves on your hands, yeah. There you go. Yeah, you know, just something like really weird, or, or you know, it'd just be like, oh, it just went too quick, or you know, oh, it just mm-hmm. went, you know, just something that will just mess it up just a little See, bit. It sounds it sounds like your brain likes to put you in situations that. Uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah, brains are funny like that. They're yeah, everyone's done. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say my takeaway from this is the subconscious is an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Well, from its exactly. per- perspective, it's saying, well, I'm preparing you, you know. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Preparing you for the world. <laughs> yeah. It's- the world does that. Yeah. We get enough of that. Fucking, that's, that's what dreams are exactly. for, to escape the unfairness of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what kind of dream you're having, because there's more than one. Yeah. There's the, mm-hmm. there's the what are you going to do in this situation prepared dream, and then there's the, the fantasy of, you know. Where it is and then there's fucked just up fantasy. ones where like spoons are flying around and oh know, that reminds me I wanted shoes to shoes are you, growing through trees. <laughs> that is a weird one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that reminds me. I did want to ask you. You mentioned uh, during the sleep paralysis stuff. You said you had the shadow near the door, and then you said he would he she or whatever would come spoon with you in the worst way possible. And I'm thinking to myself, what, what is the worst way possible to <laughs> well, spoon? Well, I mean, I love to Joe spoon. Biden style. No, the- <laughs> <laughs> you can hear, you can hear in her voice. I wasn't she ready for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like that, that kind of spooning is what comes to mind when you say the worst way possible, like heavy breathing in the yes, ear. But like, Hi. 
it wasn't even breathing. I could still feel like, you know, just the disgusting, you know, I don't know, just just the fact that you knew that it was kind of evil. You don't want something evil, mm. you know, because it would spoon me and I was like, oh shit, is it going to rape me? Is it just going to, is it going to kill me? It's gonna pet is you. it going to pet me? You know, just be disgusting, you know. What what is it gonna do? Because I didn't know. Like, if you're spooning with someone, you usually like no, okay. It's just a cuddle, or they try and do something more, or you know, you just sleep in. It'll it, there's there's a few you know ways it could go usually. Right. But you know what uh, they are. But, what are your plans yeah. for November 2020? <laughs> <laughs> but this one was just like, and it, the fact that it had never moved before, the fact that it always stood and looked at me, and that this was the first time it moved, and like. It laid with me, like, just, you know. Yeah, your brain's like, "What are it's you a gonna quick, do?" You know, yeah, I mean, can, like, can at least hold my can hand. Can we go first. to dinner first? <laughs> right? <laughs> Didn't even bring me flowers. Yeah, I know, right? Nope. It's like, come on. <laughs> oh, that—that's what we're doing with this now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I've just been hanging out in that corner of the room for so long, and you're just—you're so hot. I just lay in there. Sorry. <laughs> You look like you needed some company. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, you can make a movie about this. Or at least oh, yeah. A, the, at least a lot a of my dreams I could make a movie out of, but yeah. I, I need to write <laughs> them down more often than I do. I forget them. Yeah. Do you do the? Uh, do you do like the pad next to the bed thing? Uh, yeah. I uh, I had a period of time where I used to I used to you know write it down as soon as mm. I woke up. But sometimes when when I do yeah. that, uh, my handwriting is so bad that I can't read it because I'm kind of half asleep <laughs> while writing it. Yeah, it's like that does happen kind of like a serial killer you know letter where right. words yeah. are just everywhere you just have to like <laughs> patch them together yeah you go to decipher it later <laughs> yeah. on you're just looking at it like what the oh, yeah. fuck was i talking it's in like elvish know. or something because you can't yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah i haven't done it in a while but i've been thinking because um uh, one of my friends lives with us and uh, i've been talking to her about my dreams and uh she's like oh you should write them down it's like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I should, but I always forget. Mm. Uh, I, yeah. I might start doing that again. So looking back over the adult years, uh, to summarize, adult humor, not humor, horror has also made you happy. Um, but excuse me, particularly things that make you uncomfortable or disgusting uh, for some reason that it, that excites you. So now looking back over your entire life um, and not just talking about horror, but in general. What movie is there a movie that you would say you have watched more times than any other? Uh, yeah, I would say Grotesque or Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> <laughs> That's a stretch. But both of, both is... of them are my like go to drinking game films. And um, when I lived in Japan, I lived with one of my uh, friends who's British and uh, a heavy drinker, and uh, we would, um, you know, just. There was a there was a period where we watched uh, "Dude Is My Car" five times in one week, and like you know, just did the drinking game. I'm curious, what's did you drink? Yeah, food, sweet, you know, just okay. every time they you know uh, smoke weed or you know just uh, Zoltan. Every time they say Zoltan, oh, I forgot about Zoltan. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Zoltan. Just, it's, like, uh, do you have to make the arm motion before you drink? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would be good. We we did we did though. We were responsible. We took away any like shot things. We would just you know drink. I was gonna say, depending on what it is in that movie, you'd get drunk really fucking fast if you did dumb shots. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. do it with uh with uh, just yeah. regular drinks or sips. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, not a full can. Okay, so now looking back over your entire life, including horror, um, do you see any common threads about what kinds of horror that you like in terms of cannibalism, occult, metaphysical, body horror, etc.? I would say that gore uh, and the occult are probably one of my favorites, but I also like the sort of Japanese uh, splatter, you know, weirdness. That's, you know, just batshit insane sort of <laughs> things like mm-hmm. Machine Girl and Tokyo Gore Police and stuff like that. That's just very strange. Is it Meatball something? Uh, yeah. Meatball, Meatball Machine? Meatball Machine as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of blood or a lot of occultism, <laughs> I guess. Okay. Yeah. Extreme gore slash occult, Yeah, I would say. And any idea why it is that you like those things? I think you've already answered in terms of the gore you were saying. Uh, uh, shit, I lost the word I was going to say. The desensitization? That's tough. That I'm desensitized. Um, Maybe. Well, and because you're trying to overcome that, you mean? Yeah. For the occult, I think it's just the fact that I've been interested in in the occult since I was younger, so it's it's kind of stuck with me, and the, you know just the unknown and the the fascinate or not the fascination, but the sort of yearning that I wish that occultism and 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 magic and stuff like that would be real, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. sort of. I wonder what that type of world would be like. And quickly developing a reputation for the guy who just name drops movies left and right and these things, but uh, that just reminds me: have you have you seen um, a dark song? Came out last year, maybe twenty eighteen. Uh, no, no. It's I- good. It's got a good uh, understanding or aspect of, of the occult. It's got a, a heavy necromancy vibe, but not really necromancy. It's it's more. Um, no, I don't think I've seen it. No, yeah. It's interesting. It in, it involves incantations and protective circles and several day long fasting and uh, very intense rituals. Mm. It's, it's interesting. More of a like a summoning movie, I guess you could say. Yeah, I'll put that on the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but a lot of the, like starry eyes and you know, sort of um, love stars. Penumbra, I think it's uh, the Latin American film, and just mm. in general, like the witch. Just things that are sort of, you know, magical and dark. <laughs> mm-hmm. Plus, that's um, that almost forbidden, yet at the same time inviting yeah. occult feel to to all those films. Yeah, where you have that cult yeah. that is, you know, um, secluded, but at the same time, you know, they, they have to induct people somehow. So yeah. they're secluded and forbidden, but at the same time, maybe, hey, if you, if this is your thing, come on in. Mm. Welcome, All you have to arms. do is, <laughs> you know, swallow some horrible stuff from an evil satanic director. <laughs> Spoilers. Mm. You've said that you're looking for stuff that uh, evokes strong emotions, that you're passionate about your emotions. Um, that could be, you could find that in, like, for example, the one that's coming to mind is... Uh, <sighs> Crap! What was the one with Sylvester Stallone and the mountain climbing uh, cliffhanger? Um, cliffhanger. You know, yeah. like like action movies could have strong emotions too. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be derived from the gore. So, is there something about 
you know, horror or gore in particular that attracts you more than say, you know, these action movies or something else that might uh, trigger strong emotions? Uh, yeah, I think, I, I mean, the, the adrenaline, I guess you could find in some like thriller films as mm. well. Uh, but I think it's the extremism and the, also the, the fact that a lot of horror, not a lot, but I think a lot of films in horror make you feel bad. I <laughs> try to make you feel bad. And for some reason, I really like, I really, really like, if I had to pick one type of film that I could watch for the rest of my life, it would be films that could make me feel bad. Why? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it, it feels like it's the stronger em- emotion. Cause, well, I guess, like, I, I love a film that makes me cry. Like, I, I love a film that makes you cry. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do love, uh, like, comedy films in general. I, I love comedy films. Um, there's just something about a film. It stays with you longer, I think, if it's, it's a film that makes you mm-hmm. feel bad. And it, 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 it's, it's like, more of an uh, impact. Yeah, it's, it's similar to, like, being desensitized with, uh, you know, extreme gore, or just being desensitized with all kinds of films in general the more emotionally jarring, the more effective it is when you're that much more calloused mm. or, or desensitized to just everything. After you watch a lot of films, yeah. you start to get used to the, the things that happen. Yeah. And just to clarify, a minute ago, you were talking about feeling bad. <clears throat> what do you mean by feeling bad? Um, like a sadness, um, sadness or like, uh, you know, just a film that that's so, it's very hard to explain sadness as well but i think more more like a like if you've watched the uh don't fuck with cats documentary just the feeling of you're not even seeing the whole film the whole videos that you know when him killing the cats but just just knowing that it just makes you feel terrible like how could a person you know ever do something that that horrible that you know disturbing or horrible Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sticks with you. Like I'll never forget that documentary. Never. The same way, like if a film really makes me feel bad, like trauma, where they do all these dep- depraving things, it it just stays with me. Hmm. And it's not that I enjoy enjoy watching people in pain. It's more that I enjoy the feeling that a film can make me feel this much. Yeah, like that feeling from the film is is that much more effective because it's yeah. more shocking and powerful, really. Yeah, and it's it's not the fact that I feel more like than usual. It's more the fact that I I respect the fact that a filmmaker can create something that's not real and you know just make it so powerful in a way. Yeah. I mean, in in a very simplified form of it, it's kind of like, uh, not to sound misogynistic at all, but, you know, chick flicks, like uh, emotionally driven movies that, uh, oh, that are uh, <laughs> generally, well, yeah, but that's, they, people who are fans of them probably watch them for the same reason, because it makes them feel sad, and that extreme emotion of feeling sad, or, or feeling sadness is, is just that much more effective than milder uh forms of emotion that films make you feel yeah films that make you feel bad really cut deep because you're like oh that's terrible and awful well that kind of points to a good question why don't you like uh why don't you like those kinds of films because they're not realistic i'm asking for that uh, (laughs) i just think that they're they're very predictable 
it's just the same fucking well, film over and over true. again with different people yeah. in it. <laughs> there, of course, I'm not going to say that all chick flicks are do- bad. There are a few, probably that are that are good. Can't think of any right now. Wedding Crashers is that a chick flick? Not Wedding Crashers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the one with the uh, Brittany Murphy and and uh, Ashton Kutcher? Kutcher? No idea. Ah, where they get married and they they hate each other. I can't remember which one. Yeah. It is. yeah. I know what you're talking yeah. about. I can't think of the name. Just, just Mar- nah, I can't remember. But like, and Clueless. I like Clueless. That's a chick flick. You know, I there are a few that I I enjoy, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I I don't I don't go looking for those films. It's like it's more like if my sister wants to watch mm-hmm. a film because she's a bit of a chick flick kind mm-hmm. of girl, then I. Mm-hmm. But this is also the thing. I've always been a bit of a boy, <laughs> not a not a boy per se, <laughs> but like. When I was when I, when I was young, I I liked games, and you know nowadays games are cool. But when I was a kid, it wasn't cool, and girls there weren't that many that I knew of back mm-hmm. then. It was only guys, so I got along with guys mm-hmm. more. And it's the same thing mm-hmm. now. Like as a when I've become a mother, it's very hard to me to connect with with other parents because oh, what do I like? I like horror. <laughs> I like you know animated, <laughs> you know. <laughs> anime you know and uh i collect figures and i like games and there's not a lot of women with children who who enjoy this type of thing so i generally connect better with men i'm sure that your kid loves you well yeah she's only three but she it's really cute seeing her playing with like I was my, say, uh, playing with pop, your dolls with you f- my pop figures <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. You know, she has, she call it, we have like a little baby Freddy and she calls it baby Freddy. And she like, <laughs> she has nothing. Of course, I don't show her any mm. of these films, but you know, I have them yeah. around. So she knows like the names of them. And, but you know, I hope when, when she gets older, she'll appreciate that she has a nerdy <laughs> mom and dad. <laughs> Is there some drive, you know, looking back over your life, you've mentioned the occult and, and stuff the whole way through. Um, is there some drive to be different or, or that just that you feel different? Um, I would say feel different, but I also think that's grown with age. I don't know why, but I feel more awkward now than I did when I was a teen. So, hmm. but I think that does have to do a little bit with my interests, that my interests are considered childish. Hmm. So I don't consider myself an adult in a way. Um, so when I meet other adults, I'm like, oh, hey, I have no idea what to talk about because you like makeup and and fashion and all I wear is black and <laughs> I don't do makeup because it's fucking boring, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. sort of <laughs> inexpensive. I mean, I'll put on, you know, some mascara, but I don't do any like super, super yeah. makeup uh, when people talk about like different words like highlighting and, and concealing concealers and stuff i'm like i don't even know what that is like <laughs> so <laughs> um so i just think it, i f- i think i put myself in that position a lot where i'm like oh i'm weird so i can't this person won't like me sort of uh, I, put, I think i put myself in that box so i make mm-hmm. myself more awkward in a way okay but it seems like that was something that started early on for you that uh that you felt different um it probably has to d- Probably has to do a little bit with because I was raised uh, with my my mom, uh, who is Swedish, blonde. Okay. Uh, she uh, married another American uh, who was blonde, had a kid. That's mm-hmm. my sister, who's also mm-hmm. blonde. So I was the little Latino mm-hmm. girl 
Hmm. with the white blonde family. So I think that just because of that, you know, I, I was, I always felt a little bit outside because people didn't think I was, you know, I think people thought I was adopted or, or things like that, even though I look a lot like my mom, but I'm just right. darker. That, that makes sense. That, that could be something that, mm. like we're saying, could go all the way back to childhood to, to make someone feel different yeah. to say, I don't, you know, I don't feel like I look very much like either any of my family. Um, it sounds like some of the common threads here were that, you know, you like things that make you feel strong emotions. Um, and you mentioned that for whatever reason, feeling bad seems to stay <laughs> with you longer. And as far as the occult stuff that maybe there was some, you know, desire that wishing that this kind of stuff could be real, which is fairly normal. I think there's a lot of people that are interested in not only the, the, occult but you know mythology and stuff like that i've I'm also i've always liked mythology chris can tell you about that mm-hmm. um and the thing that you mentioned here towards the end about you know being a dark-haired latina in a family full of blonde people can definitely make one feel a bit uh you know like what's going on here um and so it sounds like there's some good reasons for you to feel like you know, being drawn towards some of the, and, and, oh, pfft, and I forgot the very first thing you said, being born on Halloween. Um, <laughs> that has a hand in it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of good reasons for you to be drawn to the kinds of things that have to do with Halloween. You know, it's definitely interesting. I think, um, particularly the, obviously being dark haired in a blonde haired family and being born on, on Halloween are definitely things that have not come up in the podcast before. <laughs> Um, I don't know if they'll come up again. That's, that's, those are some unique, uh, qualities. Yeah, but being different in a family can be, it doesn't have to be appearance wise. It could always be, you know, true. Everyone, like, everyone, everyone loves sports except me, you know, sort of interest wise mm-hmm. as well, or another type of. Yeah, there is, I, I've done some reading on, um, family dynamics. I don't know if you've ever read about this or heard about it, but you know, in in therapy terms and counseling terms, there are what are known as family roles and Mm -hmm. people tend to take on certain roles that uh, there's sort of some people that hold that it's sort of a theory that, you know, there are these certain roles and they all must be filled. So some people will take on multiple roles if there aren't enough people in the family to do so. But some of the roles could be the Joker, the black Mm -hmm. sheep, the student, the teacher's pet. The the um, hero is one of them too, isn't it? Maybe, but I think that might be a subset or, or along with the teacher's pet because the teacher's pet's the one that does all the good things. True. Um, so there are definitely other ways that people can take on those roles for you, possibly the dark hair and a light haired family thing could have been a trigger for that. But like you say, there could be other things that could cause other people to to jump into that. And there's another one that's similar to the black sheep, but I don't know. I can't think of it off the top of my head. The black Philip. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or Philippa. In yeah. this case. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's interesting. And like we said at the start of the call, you know, part of the reason that we're doing this is to find out what it is that people like about horror. And, you know, if we come up with some common things, that's cool too. If we find out, uncommon things that's cool too and i think you're what 
you actually, I think you might be the 13th interview. <laughs> um, yeah. How about that? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> we should have been planning for that. Yeah, we should have. Um, you don't have Triskaidekaphobia, do you? Is that a fear of 13s? Yes. Mm. <laughs> Context clues. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't know what that is? I didn't until you said it, I guessed. <laughs> Yep. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much That's, for the uh, opportunity. Yes, thank you for being here. And thank you to anybody out there listening. Um, again, please do come visit us at horrormixishappy.com. We'll have a schedule posted there to show who we're interviewing and what episodes we're releasing, um, as well as a list of the people we'd like to interview. So if you know any of those people on that list or would like to add somebody to the list, please let us know. Um, you can also become a Patreon supporter, link to our social media in general. Just let us know how we're doing. Horrormixishappy.com. 